Hey everybody, TLC back again with a new episode, finally. I took a long break since I've been pretty sick lately and I got really busy with work and school and all this fun stuff, but I am now back to bring you guys another episode. I know everyone was waiting. And today is going to be a fun episode, because today we'll be talking about my favorite superhero and my new favorite TV series. Why are we talking about superheroes on a political podcast, you may ask? Well, this superhero is pro-life Spider-Man, alter ego Mason Deschamps, Deschamps, something, I don't know, I probably butchered that name, a fellow alter ego user like myself. We'll get more into him after our weekly liberal meme review, and then we will get right into uh, my favorite TV series right after that. Anyway, time for the liberal meme review. I'm sure you guys have all been waiting, and I'm missing this. Probably one of the most fun parts of the program since we've been gone for a while, and we're going to be covering pro-life superheroes in a second. We'll go with the good old classic, a pro-choice meme. Okay, so let's find ourselves a nice pro-choice meme. Give me one second. I'm going to um, real quick. Pro, pro choice memes, I guess. Okay. The hypocrisy of. That's not a meme, though. That's just neighbor Al. And. Uh, and. Uh, uh. Quote of the day Don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a lot of time making it. Unknown. And it's a woman chucking a baby. Okay, that's just like, come on, guys. That's not even funny. Okay, to be fair, the, the, the meme with the lady chucking the kid is pretty... It, it's all, That one's always funny, but, like, out of all of the memes I've seen with that format, this is, like, the least funny one. Because they also don't, they also don't like, caption the meme. Like, I don't understand. They just put... And then, oh, and then there's a thing under it says... Spicy meter, but spelled with the British spelling of meter, so it's like metra. So it's M E T R E. I think that's British, right? I'm not gonna look that up now. But uh, yeah, that that's just okay. Yeah. Also, you're quoting unknown. Like so cool. Who cares what unknown is said? <laughs> that's that's great. Okay, and, but I mean, even besides that. Like, okay, a serious, no, not just mocking it, but, like, actual taking a thing apart. Just obviously don't cling to a mistake just because you made it. It's referring to, like, you know, a mistake, not the outcome of something that is intended. If you have sex, the intended outcome is a child. Therefore, if you don't have a child, then you made a mistake or did something wrong. You did something right if you made a child. Now, maybe you didn't want that. But you did the thing that will cause it to happen. Again, if you walk off a cliff, you're going to fall because gravity exists. Maybe you didn't want to fall to your death, but if you walk off a cliff, that's what's going to happen because that's how the world works. So you can't expect to do something, then it works out the way you, that it's supposed to, uh, then you say that's a mistake. Anyway, uh, we're going to just really quick remove that, and we're going to real quick look up a pro-life meme to return the mood to happiness. 
Ah, uh, yes. Uh, no, this is another one. At least it has a caption. All I feel like all pro-life memes are made by, like, 40 to 60-year-old women. Like, I, it's not it's not even, like, like an insult thing. They're just... I think it's just true because they're all... They all look like that kind of, like, boomery meme format. And it's, it's like, it's nice in a way. It's the baby, like, posing with, like, like a, like a, um, what's the word, like, like a skeptical face with one, uh, hand on his cheek and fist on his cheek, like, a few minutes ago I was just a fetus, get real. <laughs> that, that's pretty, that was, that was not bad, not bad. Not, not, not bad. Anyway, let's get into the actual episode now. So, our new favorite hero is pro-life Spider-Man. As I said before, his real name is Mason Deschamps. I'm assuming that's French, but I don't want to sound like just some random person who's like, yeah, I'm so cool. I'm saying the French name with the French accent. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. It's spelled Deschamps, but his first name is Mason with an I. So it's M-A-I-S-O-N. So it's like Mason... Mace, I, I guess it's a, I mean, I guess it would just be Mason, but Mason Deschamp, Deschamp, I don't know, I'm butchered, I've really butchered that name again, I'm so sorry, <laughs> anyway, so Mason is a 22-year-old rock climber, he's been rock climbing since he was 16, and recently he has become, begun climbing buildings, and not just any buildings, these buildings are pretty famous ones. We have the Sears Tower, the New York Times building, and very recently, the Ritz-Carlton in California. And then whenever he climbs the building, he'll leave a poster on the building with some kind of pro-life statement, like abortion is murder, or uh, something, an advertisement for a mother in need, something like that. And he does it for the Let Them Live organization, which you can support at letthemlive.org. That's letthemlive.org. Please donate or support them. They're very nice people. Anyway, so, uh, now, like, this all sounds cool and all. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's crazy. This guy's climbing a building and putting a sign there. That's nice. But, like, when is he climbing a building? It's not like he throws up a rope. He, like, harnesses himself and, like, kind of just walks up the side. That would be cool. And, like, it's kind of Spider-Man-y because he uses it because, like, you know, with the webs and whatever. But... It's that's not what he does. The reason he's called pro-life Spider-Man is because he climbs the building by hand. I am not joking. If this was not just a podcast because my budget is a whopping zero dollars, I would show you guys video. But you can look it up. Let me just look up pro-life Spider-Man and you'll find it. But, like, this guy literally climbs buildings with his bare hands. Well, actually, I think he uses gloves sometimes. But even so, with just gloves and climbing chalk, he just scales up huge buildings. And he goes to the top, puts a sign for some kind of pro-life thing. And then I think the first few times he, like, climbed back down, too, which is crazy. But recently, what's been happening is that he's climbed to the top. And he's been greeted by the police, who have been sent there to arrest him, which is completely ridiculous. The pro-aborts hate this guy, and this is why he, the police get sent on him in places like New York and California, because that's where the pro-aborts have control in the government. So, yeah. 
And, of course, mainstream media has made a desperate attempt to smear this guy, some kind of crazy psycho with mental illness. Not to be fair, if I saw a guy just scaling a building by hand, the first thing I'd think was, oh, that's a crazy psychopath. But, like, he he's doing it for a purpose, and it requires a lot of skill. He's not just madly climbing the building, like, ha, <sighs> like, he's doing it, like, very deliberately, he has a purpose doing it. It's just another form of activism, a form of protest against abortion. And I think it's very creative and very inspiring. He's really an inspiration to people everywhere, especially young Christian men. And he's definitely, I mean, he is a young Christian man as well. Uh, he's also a straight white male, the uh, hated trio, <laughs> the trinity of evil for leftists. But... Like, uh, even with all these things, all and then on top of that, all the hate that people pour on him for being pro-life, being so actively pro-life, and even among other pro-lifers calling him a radical, and, I mean, not that being called a radical is always a bad thing, but radical tends to have a negative connotation. And he has been arrested multiple times for doing this. And, I mean, I would assume they throw the charge of, like, reckless endangerment on him or something, but still. If he, let, let's be honest, guys. If he was holding, like, a BLM flag, they wouldn't care if he burned down the entire city block. How can I say this? Because people with BLM flags burned down entire city blocks and they didn't get arrested. Which is stupid. But, still... Maybe it's uh, slightly legally questionable what he's doing, but it's still awesome, and it's still a lot more peaceful than some of the protests we've seen very recently. And I think it's just, like, it's just really amazing what he's doing, and he's so brave, again, very inspiring. No matter what the backlash he gets, he keeps going, and he uh, is still going strong, and he plans to keep doing what he does no matter what. In fact, he's even now begun touring and going to different high schools and churches talking about his mission and the general pro-life mission. Anyway, why do I bring this guy up? Besides the fact that he's super awesome. Like, this guy is amazing. Love this guy. And he's basically a real-life superhero. And once he came... I'm Tucker Carlson <laughs> uh, to do an interview. I'm Tucker, Tucker Carlson tonight. And um, they have so many memes about uh, Tucker and him, and it was like Tucker as J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> it was like the, you know, like the get me the pictures of Spider-Man, like the thing from comics that's funny. Anyway, uh, Marvel fans will have appreciated that. But it, the, reason, the main reason I bring this up is that it, I think it's very important, as a member of the pro-life movement, that we find creative ways to debate our points and be active in the movement because a lot of pro-life versus pro-choice things debates different uh protests and whatever end up in just a stalemate of like everybody is fighting each other and maybe one side will tend to get will get the edge in debate and like in a debate wise thing you've won like you've edged out the person like, for example, uh, pretty much every Ben, all of those, like, YAF videos, Young America's Foundation, Ameri uh, like, all of the, um, 
things with Ben Shapiro or whoever just destroying some random lib student that comes up. Like, those, clearly Ben has won the argument in all of those. And in a lot of cases, clearly we've won the argument, Kirsten Hawkins, all of these uh, different scenarios, where we have a debate with somebody and we win the debate. But even if we win the debate, we haven't changed that person's mind, and it's essentially just a stalemate because they'll just fight someone else on that same topic, their mind hasn't been changed, or they'll just fight us again on it. And if we can't change hearts, we can't change minds, then there's no point in what we're doing. And this tends to be the norm with most issues, and most, like, when it comes to pro-lifers and pro-choicers. Most debates, most protests and counter-protests end in stalemates of, yeah, we're not going to change our opinions no matter what, so... Just cool with that. And even though we know we're right, convincing people can often be very difficult. Obviously, we can't just go around deus vaulting Planned Parenthood buildings. Please don't do that. Please, please do not just go around burning down Planned Parenthood facilities. That would be really bad. But it's difficult to really change the minds of people and, like, honestly, some talking points feel like they get washed out. Obviously, nothing in this debate is old or washed out. Everything is very important. Everything is uh, comparative. Everything is important to bring up because we're talking about lives here. Lives that are being lost. People that are being killed. But to the side that does not understand that or refuses to accept that, they cannot see that. Therefore, we have to get creative in the way that we argue this in the way that we are active and in the way that we show our activism. And I know that um, not everybody is going to be able to spider climb up 54-story skyscrapers, but if you can find other creative and non-violent ways to defend the lives of the unborn, then people are going to take special notice. Like, there's no way that this guy has not changed the mind of at least one person. Like, if I was a pro-choicer and I saw this guy climb a building, he climbed a skyscraper with his hands to tell me, hey, you should be pro-life, I would be, huh, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should look into the pro-life stuff. Like, like <laughs> people are, no matter, you have to be pretty far gone to not have that plant something inside of you like anything seeing that and you have at least a thought maybe he has a point maybe there's something more to this and that's all we need all you need is the seed you just need to plant that and then let god do the rest that is something i have learned through a lot of stressing a lot of anxiety over me not doing enough, me not being able to change enough people's minds, debating with people, but they don't seem to change. They seem to just keep their own point viewpoint on the issue and then move on. I have learned that the best I can do and the best any person can do, if you want to do this in a nonviolent way, is just to plant that seed and let God do the rest. And maybe... Like, maybe it'll happen super quick. Maybe we'll plant that seed in the argue, in the conversation or the debate, the argument, and then 
by the end of the debate, they're already changed. Maybe they're already they've already converted. They're like, oh yeah, wow, I realized that that was that you guys are right about this. Maybe they're just more adamant by the end of it that we're completely wrong. But as long as you can plant that seed there, then you've done the best you can do. You have to let God let that seed, uh, do what He wants with that seed that you've planted. Jesus Christ himself was creative and peaceful in his means, his actions, his activism, I guess you could say. So we don't have to be anything different than that. We shouldn't try to be anything different than how he was. We should also try to be creative and peaceful in our means. And I know you can argue that Jesus went into the temple and made a whip and chased around people and flipped tables... But, like, you know, that's a very specific situation. And also, Jesus is God, so he can do that if he wants. We're still called to be peaceful, so let's not go destroying things. Anyway, speaking of Jesus, that's going to bring us to the next part of our episode today. The thing that kept me going when I was feeling like crap, because I had the flu and a ton of work, and then I, I couldn't... Uh, record any episodes anymore which was really annoying but this did keep me going and this is now my new favorite TV series probably of all time I'd say definitely definitely up there and it is called The Chosen and The Chosen is an amazingly made live action series about the life of Jesus Christ it's the first multi-season series or series about Christ's life, and it's done through the eyes of the Apostles. Well, technically many of his disciples, because it includes Mary Magdalene, Mary the Mother of God, a new character named Rhema, who I don't think is a real disciple, unless I'm just wrong, which is always possible. I just, I don't, I don't remember her being an actual, like, biblical character. I really think she is actually just made up, but like and for for the show and they do do have, like have a fair amount of creative license but the show still stays very true to the actual story of the gospels on top of that it's also kid friendly but not like kid focused or kid um how do you say it? like it's not made for kids per se but it's family friendly like it's not like, you know how you have all of the cheesy Christian movies or, like, incredibly dumb kid shows. Even though kid shows are awesome, sometimes they can be a bit, you know. This isn't, like, either of those. It feels like just a normal TV series, but you can clearly tell that it's obviously about Christ. And they take away none of the... Uh, like, none of that real Bible feel, none of that Christian feel, none of the Christian uh, aspects of it, yet it still doesn't fall into that pattern of, like, a cheesy Christian movie. And, again, Family Friendly makes it very good and makes it better than the other series that I thought was really good, which was another uh, Christian series. It was on Netflix called The Bible. And it was not very kid-friendly at all. Super gruesome, super violent. I mean, it was about the Old Testament, so that makes sense. And it was true to the stories, and it didn't have a cheesy feel. It's just that it also was... 
incredibly gruesome, and, you know, it didn't really have much of a coherent plot. It was kind of just different stories that were happening. Like, it would just take a random Bible story and make it into a thing. Like, it was very... Uh, it was also just very dark, very messed up, kind of Game of Thrones-ish, I'd say. It was, like, edgy in a cool way. It's just that the show's so much better because it's it's less about, like, the... Um, how do I say this? It's not about killing every five seconds, which is in itself good, <laughs> because you know we you know that we know that God is not really like that. But on top of that, it's like the actual story of Jesus, and they take it from. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little bit of a preview into the first episode. Basically, it's all of the disciples and apostles' lives. Before they meet Jesus, and we get to see how being chosen by Jesus and then going, deciding to follow him, how that changes their lives so much for the better, changes them for the better, and we see we see their lives, we see everything that goes on with them, and when throughout the series we'll see how all that changes and how that how all of that becomes so much better and just so much like more fulfilled through deciding to follow Jesus. Anyway, I'm not gonna spoil anything. So you can watch it on the free Chosen app if you'd like to. I believe that app is trending like number three on the App Store right now, which is kind of crazy, especially for like, you know, an app that's about a Christian TV series. Yep, it is number three in entertainment right now, which is pretty nuts and very good because it's big W for Jesus and big W for Jesus freaks everywhere. You can also just watch it on Amazon Prime if you prefer that. Um, I know there's a season three coming out. It was also in the movies. So as in like the first two episodes of season three, they kind of made into a movie and then put that in the movies and it made a ton of money, which is cool. And then on top of that, Season 3 will, like, the entire thing will come out on the app, and then I'm assuming on Amazon Prime, probably after it comes out on the app. So, after this, after you watch this, go onto your phone, download the free Chosen app, and watch it. It costs you nothing, it's free, pick it up, watch it. It's good, it is a life-changing experience. The songs are amazing, the cast is amazing, and of course it tells the greatest story ever, the story of our redemption and salvation from sin and death into everlasting life with God. And then on top of all this, we also have, if you have that uh, that prayer app, it's called Hollow. It's very nice. I would recommend getting it. Unfortunately, that one is not free, I believe. But, I mean, it's a prayer app, and it's just it's just very nice. I'd say it's worth the money. It's only a few bucks. Anyway, there's a prayer event rolling on right now on Hollow called Pray 25. And basically, Jonathan Rumi, the uh, actor who plays Jesus in The Cho- Chosen, will be leading prayer for uh, the season of Advent up until Christmas. And they've been doing a few now since they started on December 1st. And it's just, it's very nice. It's, uh, they go through Bible verses. They read it. They even read it in, like, the voices that they use for the characters and the Chosen, which is cool. 
and then they'll like default back to their normal voices. It's just, it's just a very nice thing, especially for anyone who's a chosen fan. They also have chosen merch on the chosen website. I'm plugging chosen a lot. I don't know why they're not paying me. Would be nice if they did, but yeah, no. And I, they don't need to pay me anyway. I have no problem with plugging Jesus on this show. Anyway, to Mr. Jenkins and all the people who worked on the series, thank you so much. I love it. You keep doing an amazing job, and I can't wait for season three. And to our friendly neighborhood pro-life Spider-Man, keep doing what you're doing. You are also doing amazing. And never let people get you down. Keep fighting the good fight. Don't fall, preferably. And the rest of us will find our own creative ways to keep defending the lives of the unborn. And, as the people in the Chosen do, to keep preaching the gospel and the story of Jesus to anyone and everyone that we meet. Because that's what we're called to do as Christians. Anyway, now that the episode is nearly over, I once again ask you... Please take your phone, download the Chosen app, and start watching once this is over. Because it's very, very good, and you will not regret it. On that note, I regret that this is the end of our time together. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad to be back. I'll be back in next week with more for you guys. I hope you're looking forward to it. Until then, TLC out.